What's up, everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the current office desk of Doom. Um, still in the uh, Terrabon location, um, right up here in town. I've been looking around for a new spot to move to. Had thought I had some other options. Um, it's funny how people talk about how businesses are, you know, hard to get to move to their towns and all the economic growth and why it's so slow and everyone's moving out of towns. And then you go to buy a place or try to get into a place that you can grow and turn into something and uh, all of a sudden nobody wants to help. Nobody's very helpful. Nobody's got any answers. Everyone's got a bunch of roadblocks. And it's the most frustrating thing ever, you know, to watch perfectly sweet workspace and and sale location and storefront and just, just sit empty because nobody cares you know they'd rather see it sit empty and not do anything than uh than you know actually let somebody rent it they can pay good money and and have a successful business uh i'm not saying i'm successful but i'm saying the potential is there um you know because my money doesn't come from local like that's the thing that traditional is what drives me nuts about traditions and traditional thinking and and you meet these fucking realtors that have been in the game for 30 years and I say what I do and their first question is how the hell do you make money working on scouts and it's like well because I don't work on the scouts that are in my town I work on internationals from all over the country and they're like huh I don't what do you mean all over the country and I'm like they come in from all over the country. What part of the country? Like, all of the country. I have scouts in my shop right now from Texas and, and Florida and, you know, all over. And, and they're just, they just can't wrap their head around it. So they don't understand that my business is internet-based and that I make decent money on the internet. You know, I don't advertise. I don't have a sign at my shop that says Binder Boneyard. I don't have anything. I just, it's all social media. And they just can't fucking wrap their head around it. And so when I start talking, then it just sounds like I'm some, you know, high school kid with a stupid dream. And nobody can, you know, believe that this has been a viable business for almost five years now. Uh, every year, profit has increased works have increased like i'm selling good on ebay all this stuff and no they don't get it they don't want to help they don't understand they don't want to you know they want some brewery or fucking hemp shop or some you know whatever the trendy you know mexican restaurant thing is right now instead of a long-term you know um I don't want to call it, I don't want to call it manly, but I, you know, like it's a blue collar business. It's not a service job, like a restaurant or a clothing store, you know, like it's industry and we do more, you know, I've worked on other makes. I've do welding jobs for farmers and things like that. So it's not just scout work, but 
Nope. Blue collar businesses is are dying. They're getting shipped out. They are, you know, no one's around. So, you know, that's just how it is. We're just gonna, you know, keep filling up the stores with secondhand baby clothes stores and, you know, anybody that wants to do something and produce something and and you know keep things going well too bad we're sorry so anyway there's my rant sorry about that <laughs> so hopefully yeah you know uh i'm 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 feeling the uh i'm feeling it right now but uh we looked at some places the last couple days got some real potential things coming up uh they're not ideal for anything but yeah they, they they should serve a purpose so we'll see what happens and i will let you guys know when i am moving into a new space uh, and you should be following me on social media and if you are you'll see all of the gory details and updates and whatnot and and i'll try to keep everybody posted and speaking of social media i did a live story um tonight so it's it's seven o'clock on tuesday night right now um live story so doing uh patronics in a um 75 scout uh doing a full tune-up cap rotor plugs wires you know the whole nine yards and so i did a story on that um and uh you know just kind of interacting with you guys because i know it's it's nice i had more watchers of a live story than i ever had before which is cool so thank you everybody who who was part of that um you know, I guess I started off here on a on a tangent, and I'm off track. Uh, upcoming events: um, birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th. Route 66, running to east to west. Whoa, I'm retarded. West to east, starting in Bakersfield, and um, going going east. See the sights, check out the desert. It'll be you know mid March. It should be pretty enjoyable. Um, do it in a in an international that probably won't have air conditioning. Uh, so, yeah, should be a good time. And uh, if you have an international vehicle and you would like to join in, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but remember, there's no itinerary, there's no plan, there's no schedule, there's nothing. So we might be driving down the road, and I might just slam on the brakes and make a hard Roscoe right into the ditch. And I want to go look at something off the road. Or... I hear about something neat, you know, 10 miles off of the highway to go look at. Might go there. I don't know. It all depends. But I'm going to eat a lot of shitty restaurants. I'll probably sleep in some shitty motels. And uh, I'm thinking about taking a travel all so that Josie and I can sleep in the back of it if uh, we don't get a hotel or we decide to camp or whatever. So um, that's still up in the air as far as what I'm taking on this trip as well. So... If you'd like to join in, you're more than welcome. Uh, that's about it for calendars. Don't have show schedule yet for what I'm doing or what's out there, but I will soon, and then I will start letting you guys know. So thank you for the follows and the shares and the likes and the support, um, the messages on Instagram, all that. Works out good. So thank you. Uh, appreciate it. The support, Patreon, you guys donating. It's super helpful. Uh, thank you. Couldn't, uh, couldn't do all this without you. So it is, uh, it's nice to have the support. So, um, today's topic is, 
I know I've covered stuff like this before, but I'm going to kind of reiterate some things um, because I've been doing a lot of rehab on stock scouts, um, 72 to 80 scout twos. Um, And it's an interesting kind of dynamic where, and it's two women, these these two scouts I'm working on are both women-owned. They bought them... 10 to 12 years ago before shit exploded they were decent or actually pretty nice uh when they bought them back then drove them for a few years um you know did uh just daily drove them didn't do much for maintenance you know maybe took them to a local shop for a tune-up who you know did a shit job uh, and and then you know drove it a little bit more, and then maybe had a family or got married or did something, and the scout got parked, and then they sat and they sit for three or four years, and then they'd you know their husband would go out and fucking tinker with it like Will Ferrell in uh, in um, uh, oh god, and I just space it <laughs> old school. I think it's old school where it's like I took the restrictor plate off the red rocket. Yeah, or the Red Dragon. Took the restrictor plate off the Red Dragon. So anyway, so there'd be a little bit of that. And, you know, they wouldn't run quite right. They got some bad gas. It's not quite fun. Smells like mold, whatever. So then they get parked. And then, so now here we are 10 years later. And suddenly, scouts are cool. Everybody's driving scouts. You know, oh, hey, we should dig the scout out from behind the Blackberry pile and get it going. So then they end up here. And, you know, we throw a tune-up at them, throw some good gas at them, get them running, and then drive them. And it's always the same thing. Like, across the board, it's always wore-out suspension and terrible brakes. And, you know, so what I want to talk about is what just some basic, semi-inexpensive things you can do to your scout to improve them by worlds. Um, And I think I've, I know I've covered this before, but you can't, you know, not everybody listens to every podcast. So there's probably going to be some redundant information in a lot of these. Uh, But, um, you know, the very first thing you can do uh, for suspension is spring bushings. Uh, It's kind of a shitty job, but those rubber Stock spring bushings are always rotten. They're always torn out. They're always in terrible shape. Um, you know, and the stock scouts are low riders because the body bushings are mashed flat, and the spring bushings have worn all the way out. So everything is lower now. So, you know, the first thing we do is we throw a set of fresh spring bushings and new grade eight hardware and lot new lock nuts, new washers, all that stuff. And it gives the scout a good <clears throat> half inch to three quarter inch of lift just by putting new bushings in. And that also gives us a chance to inspect the shackles, which, depending on the life they've had, are, you know, um, egg shaped sometimes. The holes are all wore out, and, you know, that's that lowers the scout some, or it'll make it sit crooked because one side will wear faster than the other. So <clears throat> you go and do spring bushings 
you know, while we're doing it, uh, we always do caster shims. Always, always do caster shims. Uh, sometimes two degrees if they're staying stock. Uh, four degrees if it's lift springs or um, longer shackles or anything like that. But minimum, minimum two degrees caster shim in there. <clears throat> and we get that at IH parts. Um, and then, so spring bushings and caster shims all the way around. And do the frame side. You fucking lazy guys that just do springs. And then don't do the frame side because it's hard to get at. It's a pain in the butt. It's, you know, it's up out of the way, whatever. Don't half-ass it. Fucking do the frame side too because you need to. Those are the ones that are always the worst. So you do that. Then finally you throw some good shocks at it. Throw some Bilstein, some 5100 Bilsteins. Yeah, they're a little expensive. They're like 80 bucks a piece. You know, your white rockets, your white body fucking ranchos or whatever are, are $45 a piece. But trust me, the what you get out of the Bilsteins is, is 100 times better than um, those, those white body ranchos. So just those little things, spring bushings, hardware, maybe repaired shackles or, or new shackles that are stock height, caster shims. They firm up the ride so much. And I don't mean firm like it makes it ride like a forklift. I mean you don't go around a corner and feel like you're going to tip over. You don't feel loose. You don't. There's like a, a looseness that you get in these things when, they, when the suspension starts to wear out. You don't feel any, you know, that all goes away when you clean, clean that up. So that's, you know, basic shit. What is that? $110 in bushings. Um, maybe $20 in nuts and bolts, you know, that, that just goes so far. If you got to buy shocks, you know, what's that 80, um, $320 worth of shocks or more, depending on where you buy them from. So, you know, so you're in it for, you know, 460 or something. I can't do math in my head, but for a weekend, and you know 400 500 bucks it does amazing things for how your scout drives and how it handles um it's it's worth it every time across the board doing those modifications or i'm sorry not even modifications those are repairs just doing those repairs can change the dynamic of your scout immensely make them run or make them drive so much nicer that um it's well worth it. That is a that is a investment that has a lot of return as far as how you you know how you go down the road. So I would definitely encourage everyone to go down that route. Um, the other thing to check while you're up there, while you're screwing around with the springs, is make sure your steering box is bolted on. Make sure it's tight. <clears throat> you don't want to have your steering box come loose. You know, check the frame. Make sure it's not cracked or anything like that. Um, make sure that um you know you might need a straight steer brace a lot of we install quite a few of those as well because the way the frames flex and the way that things move around if you're running oversized tires and i mean like 31s or bigger you probably want to consider a straight steer brace as well um, and that does firm up the steering quite a bit as well so 
look into that. Uh, those are 100 and something at, at Super Scout or IH Parts. That's the, you know another cheap update that goes a long ways to making them steer and drive better. Um, and then, like I said, brakes. Brakes is super important as well. Uh, the rear brakes are always neglected. No one ever fucks with the rear brakes. Um, and I think some of it has to do with, well, in the old days, it was the illusion of self-adjusting brakes so that every time you backed up and stepped on the brakes, there was a little, little like, cam motion thing that would happen, and it would click a little clicker and move the brakes out just a little bit uh, so they would always stay close to the drum. You know, over time that stops working, it gets gummed up, it gets hot, brake dust gets in it, and it just goes to hell. So um, another thing I recommend too is crack open those rear brakes, get the wheel off, pull the little rubber plug out of the backing plate, turn the star wheel down so that you can remove the drum easier. Because what happens is the brake shoes will hang up that drum if they are adjusted all the way out or if the drum is super um, grooved the shoes will also wear that same groove the opposite of that groove and then it kind of like locks itself together so you need to turn that star wheel down to draw the shoes away from the drum and then you can work to get that drum off and a lot of times the lip of the drum kind of seizes itself to the flange of the axle shaft and you know sometimes you got to put some wd-40 or pb blaster or something in there ahead of time to to get that rust to break free and then uh then you can you know use a puller to get the drum off or or um you know some pry bars behind the drum carefully so you don't break the lip off the outer edge of the drum um and then, you know, get the drum off and see what's in there. See what those shoes look like. See, you know, if you've got any broken springs. Uh, you know, one of the things we do is even when we pull them apart, almost never does anybody ever put any um, lubricant, anti-seize, um, or anything on the backing plate where the shoe rides on the backing plate. And I'm not talking lube like grease or something that's going to get into the brake system i'm talking about um you know something that hangs on up there and um you know won't create problems so um you know that's um that's what i'm talking about because we normally put just like a a thin thin swipe of um anti-seize on those pads where the shoe rubs on the backing plate and it knocks the friction down some and keeps them from squeaking because, you know, they will squawk when you press on the pedal. Um, we do little things like that. Clean them up. Check the shoes. If the shoes are grooved out or they're in bad shape, get new shoes. Check the drum. You know, I know those Scout 2 drums are expensive if you've got the wider ones. But, um, you know, you might be able to salvage what you have or get new ones. And, um, you know, just do it. But rear brakes get neglected a lot. Um, and so I would recommend getting in there, get them cleaned up, blow the cobwebs out, blow the dust out, make sure everything's in good working order, and then uh, put it back together. And that's another 
another thing that can go a long ways towards um, the enjoyment and operation of the scout is it's amazing how much back brakes do. People don't think about them, especially when you have a disc brake front end. Everyone just is like, oh, those discs do everything. Well, not really. You know, lose your rear brake sometime and then tell me how it feels. It feels really weird and the pedal does weird shit. So the rear brakes are really kind of important, especially in a, in a heavier Scout that's balanced the way they're balanced. They're not balanced. The front end's way heavier. But, you know, with the hard top and the step bumper and, you know, tire carrier, whatever you got in the back and all that, it adds some weight. You really want those back brakes doing something. Uh, so those that's another you know real bang for your buck uh modification i keep saying modification i just mean repair repair and and uh inspection does a lot safety it's good good for you to see in there and see what's going on um you know that's those are really the kind of the two big things for me i mean front brakes of course but the only thing you can do to front brakes is is new pads new rotors uh, and you might want to check those. I've seen where rotors, where um, the calipers will hang up and the piston side will drag on the, uh, on the rotor. And then the shoe, the brake pad, I'm sorry, brake pad will be like quarter inch thick on one side and then like half an inch thick on the other side because it's not squeezing, it's just pressing on one side. So uh, give that an inspection and check that out same thing pull the caliper off drive that little spring so you undo the allen bolt off the lower part of the caliper bracket drive the little spring out and the little retainer work the caliper out clean up that sliding surface you can buy those pins or those um, sliding springs and stuff new if you need to clean them up real light layer and i mean light layer of, of anti-seize on that sliding surface um so they, you know, move good. And then new pads, new rotors, if you need to. And, uh, you know, that also goes a long ways um, towards braking performance. Uh, you know, because you want the caliper to squeeze. You don't want it to just press hard on one side and then the other side kind of just rides along. You want it to squeeze. So making sure that that happens is important. Um, you know, they make... I think they make something called Sill Glide. I think that you can use on brake uh, calipers. I don't know. I don't use it a lot. I've heard of it. It's just not something I do a lot with. So I don't know. Sill Glide kind of sounds like a sex lube, but it, I don't know. I don't need lube either. So, but those those things right there are just kind of like super high up on the list of. This truck's been sitting for a hundred years, and we've got it running, but now it drives like shit. It's like those are things that I, you know, that's next on the list. That's what you check off, you know. Um, and brakes are pretty important, especially when they've been sitting a long time. The fluid turns to rust, and everything gets gross, and you just, you know, you don't know. So those are those are kind of two of the high points. But the suspension is a big one. People don't realize. What having shitty bushings and um, you know shitty bushings and and wore out shackles and wore out shocks, what that does? Like it's awful driving a scout around like that. That's with all that shit wore out. It's like driving a bowl of Jello 
and you're right in the middle of it. It's just wobbly and squishy and kind of makes noise and you're not sure what the fuck's going on and the steering does weird stuff and you go around corners and yeah, just update that stuff and you will be very surprised what kind of difference it makes. So anyway, hopefully that guy, you guys learned something from that, uh, took away some tips and some tricks. Um, and you know, if you have any questions, you can email me at binder boneyard podcast at gmail. You can shoot me a message on Instagram, binder boneyard, the business page, binder boneyard on Facebook. Um, you know, or the Scout Mafia truck and truck and Scout page on Facebook. That's kind of our fun screw around page. Um, you know, drop a line there. But anyway, thank you everybody. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, tell your friends. Continue to tell your friends because you keep doing it, and I am very grateful. So, anyway, till next time. I'm Dan from the Binder Boneyard. <laughs>